everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Five Songs or Less. Today we're going to take you all the way back to 1998. On a journey to the East Bay. On a journey to the end of the East Bay. Oh, the end of the East Bay. Shit. By way of Poway, California first, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about Rance's Life Won't Wait, and we both just watched Blink-182 play uh for the first time as i i i guess i can't say the original lineup but yeah the oh what would they call it some people would say like the classic the the classic lineup or something i mean yeah anyway tom's back tom's back i i prefer scott rayner to travis but sure sure although he uh he's uh, a cop now well yeah not like as a person it's it's crazy that travis barker is more likable than somebody but apparently he's more likable than scott rayner travis barker is a fucking machine man that dude out of everything that happened on that stage travis barker was spot on do you think you know he keeps hurting himself Mm-hmm. Do you think he could maybe just take it a little easier and not hurt himself? <laughs> he probably could. Like, what's who's he trying to impress now? <laughs> like, he's playing with two goofs. <laughs> yes, yes. Two goofs who just sound like idiots up on stage in oh, between songs. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. Like, Tom is the your fucking creepy uncle that's like... Hey, what, did you get laid yet? Or whatever. Like, <laughs> he's such a fucking creep. And uh, t- uh, Mark seems like a, a youth pastor. He's even got yeah. a cross on his base now. Mar- Mark kind of seems like he's always trying to talk over Tom so people can't hear him because he's embarrassed about yes. him. But yes. Mark isn't any better or much better. Yeah, it was... In between songs, it was very cringy and yeah. awkward. Really bad. I, I was texting you a little bit. I was texting Dante during that as well. Oh, okay. um, they got better with every song they played. Yeah, I feel like they definitely got into a groove as they were going. The yeah. first songs, I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. And then... I'm trying to think of like at what point I was like, okay, this is sounding pretty good. I feel uh, like it texted a bunch of the song because Dante came in late. Yeah, um, I should like have texting. taken notes of what what they played in what order, but it's probably online already. Yeah, I feel like uh, definitely by Dysentery Gary, they were fucking on it. Reckless Abandon was really good. Yeah, I think Reckless Abandon was the first time I was like, man, mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting into this. Because, like, they open with Family Reunion, which was fucking dumb. And then they played... Is that Anthem Part 2 that they... Yeah. Um, so, and it... It sounded fucking bad, man. Like, Tom's guitar <laughs> just did not sound good. Like, the guitar sounded fine, but his playing was really poor. And I was just like, if he sings like this in June, I'm gonna fucking... <laughs> Jump from the balcony and tackle him. <laughs> yeah. Um, his, yeah. Uh, he got better as he went as far as his voice goes. Mm-hmm. Still 
I think I told I said he sounded worse. <laughs> so that's like the nicest <laughs> thing I could say about it. I mean, yeah. like he, he at some points he did sound really good. There were some good harmonies, yeah. like you they, said. They nailed the feeling this harmonies. There were a few times where I felt like he I don't know if it was like his confidence or he just got in the groove, but where mm-hmm. he maybe stopped trying to be silly and actually sang and it sounded, you know, pretty good for Tom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like when he is not playing guitar and singing, he starts goofing around more. Yeah. Like with his voice and stuff. So it, it's beneficial for him to like focus on playing guitar and singing. It's really like, I mean, this, I'm, people talk about Tom's voice all the time. So what can we say that hasn't been said yeah, a million yeah. times before? But it, what is he sure. doing? Like, <laughs> he, I don't, it's like he knows people make fun of it. Mm hmm. And he knows it doesn't sound as good as it used to, but he still just like has to put that weird affectation times 10 on it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if he's just like doesn't care and thinks it's funny or I don't know. It's very I. it's like I almost respect it, but at the same time, sure. I don't always enjoy hearing it there's a big difference between he's always sounded like that but Mm -hmm. like pre i don't know i think there was something happened right wasn't then something happened and he hurt his back and he Mm, had like some issues and when he came back he didn't sound as good but like when Mm -hmm. he was younger and i'm not saying because he was younger but when he was younger that sounded better yeah i've never really had a big problem well i can't say that but like, I don't have a problem with it on the albums. Yeah, um, it's much worse live. It's it's live when he's adding all that extra stank on things that it's just, uh, I don't know. Because he can sound similar to the way he sings on, on the albums. Yeah. Still. But he just chooses not to. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Mark sounded really good. Mark did sound good. His bass playing was was spot on as yeah. well. Not quite as tight as Travis, but Travis is just like a drum machine, essentially. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It was cool to watch. Um, yeah. I kind of, they started playing Damn It. I watched about half of Damn It and realized, oh, I have to stop this and go pod soon. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I need to show Amanda the video I took of Han doing a play at school today. Uh, okay. So I didn't watch them play all of Damn uh, It. Damn It was good. It was uh, the last song, I think, right? Yeah. 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 Um, that, that's the one you close. I was surprised they played Dysentery Gary. Me too. Okay. Their first, like, however many songs were all, like, post-Enema stuff. And I was yeah. disappointed. And then they finally did. Oh, and they a, played the new song too. Yeah, of course. There was one. I think it was the third or fourth song that I didn't recognize. Um, uh, I'm gonna see if it's on the internet yet. Okay. These things are usually pretty promptly online. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man overboard. Oh yeah, man oh. overboard. Yeah, that actually that. I don't know that good. song very well. That's yeah, that song rules. That's the one that was like on their greatest hits, right? Is that where they first released it? Maybe I'm not sure. And it's like supposedly written about Scott. 
Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's correct. Um, so, yeah, Family Reunion, Anthem Part 2, Rock Show. Yeah. I don't like that song. Man Overboard, yeah. Feeling This. Feeling This is great. That song rules. Yeah. Uh, I did... I, I did uh, feel very uncomfortable with like the background imagery during that song because it's like this animation, like oh. anime version of Daria, essentially. Yeah, uh, and they were like working out or like... It, they're like, like working out and they're drawn to look like teenagers and it, it I don't hmm. know, it, it made me feel weird. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I, get, I get that. Reckless Abandon, Dysentery Gary, What's My Age Again... Uh, edging. Oh yeah, was it What's My Age Again? Where they started using Auto Tune for some reason? Oh yeah, yeah. What? What was that? Was that? Weird. That was really weird. And yeah, I did not. I couldn't figure out. Me and Brandy were like, "Is that a choice? Like a style, stylistic thing that they wanted mm-hmm. to do, or did it just get really, really obvious?" Or I, I think I feel like it was a for some reason. I can't understand why i feel like it was a stylistic choice it, w- it was for uh uh first date first date okay and my yeah because my thought was like well this is one of their most like popular songs with the normies and they wanted it to like yeah appeal yeah. the most appeal but, a little more but yeah that was really weird but at least this... they did it to the point where it was obvious and it wasn't like they're trying to hide it or anything sure sure yeah this says uh so uh, going in order, Edging, that's the new song, Dumpweed, Aliens Exist. It says first time with Tom since 2001. Wow. That's surprising. Yeah. Did they really not play that song? I guess not. Weird. That song know. is so great. And I feel <laughs> like it's a quintessential Blink song. Yeah. I mean, maybe... Maybe he was self-conscious about it. Yeah. Um, first date with the Ramones intro. Oh, yeah. That was weird. Don't leave me down. Happy holidays, you bastard. For some reason, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you sounded pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Mark sounded like he was actually trying to sing on that one. It was mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. All the small things and damn it. Pretty good set list. It's the got the only, classics. The only time Mark messed up a little was at in the beginning of Damn It. I feel like he started a little too high and went out of his room oh, really? real quick. And it was like, ugh. But the rest of the song, he sounded great. He actually, mm. it sounded like really good. He kind of did some maybe slightly different things than he yeah. used to do. Or or maybe it's just how he does it live. But yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. Oh, yeah. And they came out to the 2001 theme which i thought was weird yeah kind of a cliche yeah yeah but we're gonna see him in june i'm kind of <laughs> excited now i mean i was excited to begin with but yeah if they play that well all in all i say they played really well yeah i assume they're gonna play all those songs and then some more and They'll i hope play that more. i hope that the more is songs that i like i would like to hear at least one or two other Dude Ranch era songs, mm-hmm. though I won't hold my breath. Yeah. And then a lot more Enema. And they should play Carousel just because that was a, a live staple for a long time. And that would be cool. It would be pretty sick. Yeah, that would be sick. Um, I wonder if they'll play any other new songs. 
Yeah, I was wondering that too. I was like, oh, maybe they'll debut a new song tonight. Mm-hmm. We hear it for the first time, but I don't think that's their style. <laughs> that's what I thought it might have been during um, Man Overboard. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is a new song. This is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, nope. Anyway, that was fun. Speaking of bands I've been listening to since junior high, <laughs> uh, we've got 22 songs to get through here, folks. So we're oh, going to jump right in. I Cody had this idea because it is the, what is it, 25th anniversary of this yes. album? Yeah, 25 years. It comes came out in June of 98, so we're you know a little bit ahead. We're a little but. early, but yeah. Um, we're usually late, so mm-hmm. uh, we're a little early on this. But Cody had the idea because he always swears by this album, and I always swear by "And Out Come the Wolves." Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, this I think is the best Rancid album. I, uh, Cody, would like to uh, <laughs> here and now live on mic say that you, sir, are correct. Thank you. Thank you. That's not to say Outcome of the Wolves is no. is bad. Although no. uh I listened I listened I, I listened to more rancid than just this album in preparation and mm-hmm. I, Me too. I honestly was like I kind of just want to listen to Life Won't Wait again. I wasn't mm-hmm. enjoying. I think like I've always liked this album, but this album is the one album that still fits solidly within my taste as a 40 year old like there's enough uh yeah like ska and reggae and like weird not weird but like kind of weird stuff going on with the production it's weird for a punk band yeah and uh you can still kind of like listening really closely a lot to this album i found some things or i heard some things that i had never heard before never paid attention to before Mm -hmm. which was was cool and it's just like a cool it's a weird outlier because they produced it themselves it's the only album they produced themselves well Mm -hmm. lars and tim produced it they recorded it like in like five different places including Mm -hmm. jamaica which is cool Mm -hmm. i feel like this was their like out came the wolves outcome the wolves uh came out and then like this was their victory lap like they were like everybody loves us the record label is happy like we mm-hmm. we toured and had like a ton of people see us were like as big as a punk band can be without being like totally embarrassing yeah. i guess although green day or blink 182 although level. there's definitely people that would argue that rancid sure. is, was uh yeah i feel um, like they got embarrassing after this you know i when i when we decided to record this i reached out to a friend of mine who's older than us and uh, I won't I won't name him. Not that it really matters because I'm sure he would own, own own up to it. But at one point for the Sacramento Halloween show, somebody called Rancid and I thought, oh, that's weird. They're older mm-hmm. than us. And I thought they were part of the crew that really did not like Rancid. And so mm-hmm. I, I reached out to him and was like, when you called Rancid that one time, did you do it because you liked them or because you thought it was funny? And he was like, yeah, no, they're they're goofy as hell. <laughs> and like. <laughs> And he, uh, 
like ha- is old enough and has been around them close enough to have some like cringy stories about about them and about uh, especially about <laughs> Tim and stuff because uh-huh. um, they, they played you know either with them or adjacent to them close yeah, enough to yeah. them saw them like back in the, the Gilman, you know, days, li- Gilman days yeah Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I don't know where I was going with that. Other than, <laughs> other than, it's not like everybody loves this band, and they weren't embarrassing before. Because I think, and I think a lot of it just has to do with like they were just like so punk with their mohawk and their spiky mm-hmm. hair, and their, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of like, well, you're also like probably making a ton of money and like you don't need, you don't have to look like a gutter punk or whatever yeah and the this person also was like i always thought that the u.s thugs thing was silly and i was like oh man i forgot about that whole like yeah. weird like tough guy like aspect like mm-hmm. whatever that was like the, the sort of like I don't know if it was a gang or something, but like, <laughs> so anyways, I agree with it that they can, they, they can be embarrassing and, and, mm-hmm. and cringy and pretty goofy, but I stand by this album and I think, uh, it, it holds up. And if somebody hates rancid, they're not going to like it because it's just, you can't get over the fact that it's rancid. But I think that sure. there's, if somebody like had an open mind and had never heard <laughs> rancid before, they would they could they could dig into it more than outcome the wolves or something yeah there's much more to grasp on too on this album than anything before this i'm not super familiar with anything after this album i kind of stopped listening to them me too and i kind of wonder why that is i mean i guess it's because that their follow-up to this was like just a hardcore record pretty much it felt like they went in the total opposite direction and Mm -hmm. at that point i wasn't super into like just a straight hardcore punk record, you know? Yeah. I was, I was very deep into like emo and stuff at that point. Yeah. Um, and not interested in ska anymore either really. So when this record came out, did you, did you buy it right away? Was this an opening or opening, but like the weekend it came out kind of record or possibly I, I don't have a lot of memories of buying CDs back then. I did spend some time over the last few days, a couple days, listening to other albums too. So I listened to And Out Come the Wolves and I listened to Let's Go. And I came to realize like Rancid was more important to me than I thought. (laughs) Yeah. This band was huge for me. This was like the first band after Nirvana that like really, I, I really latched on to. Yeah, I have so many like hearing songs. I have so many I have memories of the getting to know you for the first time in summer school at Laguna High School. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, that was the year this album came out. Oh right, yeah. And I remember talking to you about it. Uh huh. And I don't remember specifics, but I just I hear especially the song 1998. I hear that song, <laughs> and I think about like sitting at lunchtime, like sitting out in the quad area with you. Yeah. And like the, there's, Oh fuck. What song is it? Um, on let's go. Hold on. Let's... The song sidekick. Uh, yeah. I remember listening to on the bus in eighth grade, riding the bus home. I had my Walkman and that was, uh, 
because of that song is the reason I know how to roll my R's because it goes bring. and like yeah. I could never roll my R's before that. And That's I was funny. like just mouthing along with the bass <laughs> and I could do that. And I have other memories like, do you remember, um, I'll believe his name, I guess, but Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had my headphones and they could, I can't remember if they were broken or they could come apart, but we would play and out come the wolves. Uh-huh. I had like recorded it from a CD to a cassette so that I could listen to it on my walk, my uh, Walkman. And we would just sit in the bus and like sing at the top of our lungs, these songs <laughs> and like probably piss off everyone else on the bus. Dang. And I loved the first album. That's the one I didn't listen to the, uh, recently Mm -hmm. um but i listened to let's go today that one doesn't hold up quite so well for me it's pretty corny it's got a lot of matt songs (laughs) which i'm not super into (laughs) yeah 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 i remember having a a weird feeling about this album because it was so different from and out come the wolves yeah and out come the wolves is from from let's go to and out come the wolves is such a maturity like they Mm-hmm. became a better band between those two albums and they started incorporating ska like that was the first time they had ska stuff mm-hmm. um, except for I Want to Riot I think is a ska song so that was cool but then like this one they really like went deep in on it and yeah. there was something little 17 or 18 no seven, 16, 17 year old me like wasn't quite ready for <laughs> Yeah, you know yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird like how important they are to me. I'm realizing this now like 8th grade it was Offspring, Rancid and Green Day were like the bands I listened to the most. Mm-hmm. And then I slowly started discovering other music because of them. Did you find those bands or particularly Rancid from the radio? Yeah. Yeah. From, from Time Bomb being on the radio. Yeah, yeah, me too. No, it was like that's how you know, I didn't have a cool older brother or anything. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I mean, I even remember before that, like Ramones hearing like, I want to be sedated on mm-hmm. Claude and liking that song and not really knowing why other than like, it was very catchy and I yeah. liked that it was so short. And then I, I would notice like, man, these Green Day songs are short too. Man, this Rancid <laughs> song is short too. And it was just like, yeah. I didn't really like connect that it was like the same kind of music necessarily but then and like outcome the wolves i had no like i did not hear ska at all like i just thought that's what it, punk sounded like you know yeah, and then now when i go back and, and hear me. that it's like oh i i get it like it's not there's some songs that are not is not that different from like op ivy or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but then yeah like life won't wait is like so ska and reggae and yeah. even like dub influence Mm -hmm. that's like listening to it now it's like man this is if they weren't singing on some of the songs it would not even be like a punk record almost yeah yeah i got this album i'm pretty sure this album i got it the summer of 98 Mm -hmm. and it was i think i got money from my mom or my grandma or something to go shopping for school clothes and like (laughs) me and justin went or something and i got like a few clothes but i also got like this album slowly going the way of the buffalo by mxpx (laughs) and um 
where the meager or no uh what's the 90 pound wuss album that came out the gas uh, mask one the where uh, the meager die of self-interest yeah 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 um hell yeah i'm pretty sure i've got all those at the, the same day that's sick what like, uh where at what store <sighs> I was, hoping, I was hoping you wouldn't ask that. <laughs> no, because I'm pretty sure we went to the mall and I went Sam to Hot Goody. Topic. No, no, no. I think oh, I went to Hot, hot topic. topic to get like... Oh, yeah, they did have Hot Topic. You know, then. t-shirts right. and stuff. Like yeah, punk, yeah, yeah. punk shirts. Totally. I think I also got an Op Ivy shirt that day. Um, Hell yeah. And, you know, like... That was like... That was the first store that had stuff like MXPX and 90 Pound yeah. Wuss or whatever yeah. that I was exposed to. I'm sure... Like the beat maybe had it, but um, probably the beat or whatever else was around back but then. I, but I wasn't in the mall that, or I wasn't at the beat that day. I was at the mall, so I <laughs> ended up in at Hot Topic. Whatever, I shopped at Hot Topic too. I mean, you know, it didn't quite have the stigma. I mean, no. it did. I'm sure it did. It absolutely did have. Was lame, but I didn't know it was lame mm-hmm. <laughs> back then. Yes, <laughs> uh, I remember. Uh, this is embarrassing and maybe I'll cut it out if you want me to. But I remember uh, when you booked a show in Stockton that ended up not happening. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Going to f- uh, pass out flyers and stuff. And we decided to go to Arden Fair Mall to <laughs> pass out yeah. flyers. And nice. uh, there were like these punk looking girls. And so we went up and gave them flyers. And I think me or you were like, oh, do you guys like punk? And they said, oh, is that the stuff they sell at Hot Topic? Like, very condescendingly to us. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. That's I was really embarrassed, funny. but, like, looking back now, I think it's hilarious. That's that. funny. I don't remember that. I'm surprised. I Either <laughs> it traumatized me so bad that I blocked it out, or I, it didn't phase me. But Yeah. It ended up not happening. It got rained out, I think. That was that Halloween show. Yeah. That was... Yeah. Anyways. Life won't wait. <laughs> but anyway, life won't wait... As a as a forty one year old, this album hits all the right fucking spots for me, man. Yeah, you you brought up the idea, and I was like, oh, we can both pick our five favorite songs. Uh, and I started listening, and I was like, I'm not going to be able to pick just five. <laughs> like this was harder than Bleed American to oh, pick. Wow. Like I I wouldn't have been able to do it. So we're just going to talk about every song briefly. <laughs> yeah, I gave up on that pretty quick, too. Um, there's definitely some... There's a lot of stuff that I like more now than I did when it came out. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that appealed to me more when it came out that I am not as, like, hyped about now. Mm-hmm. Like, and this this isn't specific to Life Won't Wait, but overall, Rancid... I know that Matt Freeman is like a very like good and well respected, I guess at least or well liked bass player, and he plays like the craziest bass. Yeah. And these days when I hear it, I'm like, I don't need it. <laughs> sometimes it's a bit much. Like I songs... like it a lot still, but sometimes it's like just play root notes. Yeah, like these songs would be good without that for the most part. Specifically on this album, because I think uh, the reggae, ska influence mm-hmm. stuff, they have their own kind of way of playing, of like, yeah. of, you know, 
bass sounds or whatever that yeah like that is not not needed Mm -hmm. and tangentially related have you seen any of those videos on like i see them on instagram so you probably see them on tiktok like three weeks before me but where it's like (laughs) I think it might just be one guy, but they take a song and they switch the bass and the guitar. And so they play, oh, yeah, yeah. they play the like lead on the bass and the, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Those are pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Those are pretty cool. They're fun. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a green, I think a green day one. It might've been basket case yeah. that they switched and it sounded like a Blink-182 song, which was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho, I also saw on TikTok uh, somebody playing, I think, damn it, as if it were a rancid song. And that was pretty fun. Oh, man. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. But anyway, the song's got, or this album's got an intro on it. I don't love it. I never liked it because I wanted to get, I wanted to get to number two, but yeah. like, it's cool. Um, I like I, the, the, the bass and the, is that a harmonica? Yeah. Yeah. I looked into that. It's this guy named Lester Butler who worked with like, uh, he had a like a blues rock band and he worked with Rick Rubin a lot and he had they he recorded like a whole album with Mick Jagger that never got released Whoa. and then he recorded some stuff with Johnny Cash for like the American stuff that they put oh, out okay and then he died of an overdose like a month before this record even came out oh shit R.I.P. Lester Butler oh, yeah you rule on the harmonica yeah um yeah yeah it's- the sample is corny um yeah, I was trying to, f- I couldn't find where any of the samples on this album came from. And it mm-hmm. was kind of infuriating because I like to know that stuff. But yeah, um, probably from uh, Lars Fredrickson's conspiracy theory VHS tapes, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, um, oh, uh, I guess we can talk about it more later if you want. But did you listen to that podcast I sent you? I didn't. Okay, I did not. Okay. I wish I did, but I didn't have at time yeah um uh, it was cool it was it was interesting was, was there information that's like not available on the internet um no okay no. i really wish there was a like you know how sometimes for like big records there'll be like an oral history of mm-hmm. you know dookie by green day and they yeah, talk to all yeah. the band members and their yeah. friends and whatever like uh, that would be really interesting for this album totally. because it is so like stacked with like guests and recorded in a bunch of different places and produced Mm -hmm. by different people. And, um, yeah, I wish like there was more information about it. Yeah. But it was, you know, it came out on the cusp of the internet being like an everyday thing. So there's actually like not a ton looking up lyrics is hilarious because they are all so wrong. Um, a lot of question marks yeah yeah which like i can't you can't blame anybody yeah because you you can't understand when we well let's let's move on but like i tried to like yeah find more lyrics and like transcribe my own lyrics for songs (laughs) because i was like i know this isn't right yeah like i've been listening to this guy since the 90s like i gotta yeah put my ear to it (laughs) 
<laughs> um, one before we move on to to blood clot, um, another another core rancid memory is uh, one of the first things I looked up on the internet was uh, rancid, and it was like reading <laughs> interviews. Uh, I remember uh, being up super late at night, probably got tired of of waiting for like the images to load on the stuff I shouldn't have been looking at. (laughs) (laughs) So I went and read like this rancid interview and I remember like reading through the interview and it was cool because they were talking about like, um, Tim and Matt, like being best friends and, and going to rehab and like all this stuff about like (laughs) brotherhood and shit. Uh, Uh, but then my dad must've like realized I was still awake and like picked up the phone and hung it back up, and so the page stopped loading. Oh, <laughs> man. The worst. Yep. <sighs> Those were the days. Anyway, blood clot. The song is real fucking good. Yeah, I it hits so hard. It. it does hit very, very hard. I liked it the most for a long time because it was the the punk my teenage yes br- brain wanted and felt was the most most punk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it definitely harder than anything that's on and Hawk on the Wolves. Yeah. Um, so there was it was a bit of a change, but I did like it because it. I don't know, in 1998, at least, I was slowly starting to get into harder music as well. Yeah. So, like, it it, it felt good. Lars sounds so good on this song, and he sounds so good in general, and I don't know what it is about that dude. Mm-hmm. His voice is, like, just, like, such a good punk voice, and yeah. it's not, like... I think it might be good because he's not doing any kind of, like throwing weird like accents on it or put an putting an affectation on it he's just like singing hard and then but he can also sing well like the way he like kind of trails off sometimes yeah yeah there's a couple points on this record where you're like oh he's actually like singing singing it's it's weird more people don't sound like him like Mm -hmm. he wasn't ripped off more like i feel like billy joe armstrong like people ripped him off a lot or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know. It's, it's real good. And I it's used such to, a, I used to not like Lars. That's wild to me because yeah. Like, I mean, I was about to say like, he's such a good foil to Tim uh-huh. who sounds like shit all the time. Yeah. But it's great. It's great. But like, it's it's great. They're like the the band with two singers where they sound totally different all the time, and you can you'll never mistake one for the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because like I would in my head be like, oh, I don't like Lars. I I don't like Lars. I don't like how hard everything is with him. Um, and it's kind of like my relationship to Alkaline Trio, where I swear Matt Skiba has the best songs, but all my favorite songs are dance songs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, but his voice—it sounds so fucking good on this record, man. Yeah, 
so good. And Tim sounds worse on this record. He sounds so bad. This like this. I, that's one of the reasons this record's so great is because it is like both of them at their well, Lars at his peak and Tim at his deepest valley. Like yeah. he sounds. I like. Uh, I can't say another word other than bad. It do, it does sound bad, but it sounds so good with how bad it, it is. It, it works really well for the record. Yeah. I feel like for sure. I don't know. He's he's always not had the best voice even back in like op ivy days which is is fine like that's him and that's what i want to hear when i put on a rancid record but through and through this album like his voice is bad except on the punk songs especially on like the slower songs on the reggae reggae ska songs yeah 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 it's real bad and it stands out but i also wouldn't have it any other way yeah for sure and when you like, I think when I was like watching videos and stuff, I came across a couple covers and it's like it's these songs don't sound good if somebody is oh, actually yeah, yeah. singing them like singing them. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong and Marky Ramone are doing the the hey ho's on this song. Oh, or really? Are, are part of the, the crew gang. doing yeah. doing. Yeah, I did not cool. know that, actually. I know there's I found out all kinds of things that would have blown my mind if I would have paid attention. Yeah. I mean, it's in the liner notes pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's cool. I don't know how deep you want to get on certain songs or whatever. I We could watch the music video if you want. I was hoping there would get where it was going to be like a Conan or something, but I don't see anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Blood Clot is... It pretty i'm pretty well saturated it's with it's not clot. my favorite song on the record by any yeah means. definitely not anymore but it used to be so i feel like i've mm-hmm. i don't need any more blood clot okay okay <laughs> but hoover street Immigrant, hit through thin walls, a frail hooker, holding a corner walls, gleaming skyscraper bunker. He looked down. Hoover Street, the song that uh, my HomePod refused to play for some reason. Oh, really? I was, I had it on on my HomePod, and I was listening, and I sat down on the couch to take notes, and like it went to Black Lung, and I was taking notes on Black Lung, and I was like, wait a second, I'm supposed to be taking notes on Hoover Street. And I kept trying to play it, and it would not play it on oh, my HomePod. So did you not listen to it at and all? I, I did listen to it. Okay. Uh, I, I basically like disconnected from the HomePod and just played it out of my gotcha. phone okay. after that, and obviously in my car and stuff. I'm like obsessed with this song. The song rules so much. It It is such a departure from anything that they have ever done. Uh, it is the the... I think anyway, there's a lot of songs on this record. The most experimental on the record. Yeah, I guess you could call it experimental. It's yeah. something. It's the most. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's not to me when I hear when I think of experimental, I think of like out of left field, mm-hmm. kind of weird. And it doesn't feel like that to me, but it feels. I don't know. I mean, like. You know, it's and I never really 
got what it was about when I was younger. But, you know, as you get older, you kind of figure things out. And it's mm-hmm. like about somebody struggling with like a drug addiction. And it just it fucking sounds like somebody struggling with a drug addiction. <laughs> sure, like, sure. Yeah. it's like it's depressing and it's but it's like exciting sometimes. And the piano on it is like incredible. Like mm-hmm. I never really paid attention to it like when I was younger and now like, and the piano is played by Eric Stefani, Gwen's brother. And, and, but it's only, he's the only plays piano on this song. I believe Hmm. all the, all the other songs. It's a Vic, Vic, uh, Vic Ruggiero from the slackers plays like he's uh, piano and organ and it sounds great, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. They got him for this. Maybe it was, he was in the city. They were recording this song, but sure. Mm -hmm. There's two, actually two videos. They're not so much videos, but they're songs on YouTube that I wanted to to listen to or, or play. Um, I mean, we don't really need to listen to very much of the demo, but I would like to point out. It's very funny. So this song is like Tim sounds very bad. He's mm-hmm. like it's all like slurred together. You can't there were this is one of the songs I was trying to fi- like figure out the lyrics to and I like would listen to the recording and look at the lyrics on the internet and then I would like cross reference with a live version and and like I figured some stuff out that oh, made it okay. make more sense but um I, I take it they're not in the liner notes no no um so you I, you have the 10 inch of this right uh no i have the lp the lp but it is oh. the, the first first press i believe okay i don't know if i i remember a 10 inch version of this record as well I swear there it was this one and let's go that had a 10 inch version yeah. and I thought it was only let me I guess I do because that's why I don't have either of them <laughs> yeah I, hate 10 inch I do have the 10 inch of let's go I have discogs up right here okay um life won't wait I would love to get uh the LP of this I would love it if they did uh the silencers stuff too yeah oh yeah it is 12 inch um, maybe I was dreaming. Maybe they didn't put it out on 10 inch. No, nah, but I have a weird memory of seeing it at, at, um, Cinemania downtown back oh. in the day on, on a 10 inch. But I, I think I'm just conflating the yeah. two, two things. Um, what's on this four LP version? Just the album. Okay. Wow. Uh, I think that's at, um, 40, yeah, it's 45 RPMs. Oh man, that'd be pretty cool. Um, so watch together. I think oh, I've got the demo version up, and I just mostly want to point out that this is the demo of this song, and it is the same vocal track as on the record, which means they couldn't get a better vocal <laughs> take from Tim than they used the the demo, and it's pretty bad but this demo is cool because you can hear the piano a little better mm-hmm. some guitar noodling that's pretty good um, it is the same take it's yeah it's 100% the same vocal take but 
there's also this live acoustic live version that I always I have it in my library and it I always thought it was um I always thought it was the demo because it's a pretty good oh, cool. recording. And this is the one where you could kind of, you can kind of make out the lyrics a little better. Good. Play that. One, two, three, four. She's a sourdough immigrant. Get through thin walls, a frail hooker, holding down corner walls, gleaming skyscraper, bunker here. It almost sounds like Ruby Soho. <laughs> yeah. And Hoover Street, the human spirit lord. And presses in her, the kid cast for a war. Salvadorian girl, she kind of made your spill. Her brother Mario got shot four times on the hill. See, oh, that's what he says. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was Mario got shot four times in the head. Uh-huh. Um, but then he says Mario caught a hot one through the lung and I'm like no he got shot in the head <laughs> but he's saying Mario got f- shot four times on the hill this is pretty good yeah Actually, the I, the demo version has different whoa yeahs that are really good with, mm-hmm. with Lars. I guess I should have gotten there, but um, this is also has good stuff. I, I really um, don't like the pick slide on the demo version. It's so loud. Oh, wait till you hear it on this one. Oh, no. <laughs> I really like that part to the no one stood up and cheered for him everyone sat back and waited for something to happen again yeah. like it's good it's a glass pipe murder glass pipe murder I just I want you to hear that pick slide it's a glass pipe murder whoa yeah So good. <laughs> it kind of scared me. 
Um, yeah. yeah, it's a great song. Um, I'm not going to spend any more time on it. Uh, everyone, though, go listen to at least the end of the song with the solo and the little chick chick part is really cool. Yeah, on the album, um, and the little like xylophone or glockenspiel yeah. thing. It reminds me of something Wilco did a few years later. So obviously. Jeff yeah, Tweedy I'll, heard this album. Wilco bit rancid a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's really fucking good. Yeah, might be my favorite on the record, but that's probably not true. It's I think my favorite is like tied between like three or four. Yeah, yeah. I gotta. I feel like I need to pick a ska song as my favorite because they're playing the exact kind of ska that I love. Yeah, uh, Black Lung. Tim uh, at his finest. I really love this. I it this album too, and maybe this has always been the case, and I just haven't listened to them in years. But I feel like Tim is really good at putting together a story in his lyrics. Uh huh. Um, yeah. I, yeah, he really does write story songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's but like the last one too, like Hoover Street, I feel like is is kind of a well put together story. And this one's very cool too. Mm-hmm. The intro of the song rules so much. I'm gonna put little clips in of every song so everyone already heard it. And I really like his verses too. I don't do you have any videos on this one or I don't, I don't. Okay. I'm gonna just gonna play one of his verses here. There's, he just has like so much urgency and everything he says in this song. Yeah, and yeah. There's kind of a lot more uh, political stuff in this record than I picked up on growing up mm-hmm. too, because. I mean, I never really like this is a pro union mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I never really uh, connected that in my brain. Yeah. Um, Neither did I. I just thought it was a cool song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His delivery in this is good and he's got a really good uh, like rhythm as he's singing. There's mm-hmm. several songs where he's like keeps a really good. I don't know, like he bops along really well. And doesn't have that kind of slur, I guess. Yeah. I guess, yeah, it's when it's it's more punk, he can he can sing or, you know, do the vocals better. Yeah. Um, although, yeah, anyways. Um, there, there is an acoustic video. <laughs> oh, let's uh, check it out. Of him performing it. All right, here we go. From Fender. Oh, from Fender. Yeah. 
get that Tim Armstrong signature acoustic with the Hellcat fret sure, marks? Sure, sure. I don't, I don't like acoustic guitars, but oh. maybe I'd get that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Statement. <laughs> uh, I've just never played one that I liked. Well, he should try the Tim Armstrong signature guitar from Fender. I'm going to. I like that it's white. Yeah, me too. And as much as I don't like acoustic guitars, I think acoustic basses are even worse. I don't know. We're in time and place. I like that, like, accordion thingy. Oh yeah, that dude's playing. That's cool. When I saw Shushu at Capitol Garage, they played with one of those. Wonder what that is. Hmm. Cool. I mean, I prefer the original, yeah. but that was yeah. that was something. It was something. The next song, title track, "Life Won't Wait." It's up there for my favorite. Same. I fucking love this song. It's real good. It it is weird now knowing about like New World Order stuff and um not being cool with that. Well, I'm sure they're not cool with it either. Yeah. So that's this the podcast was about this song and so they kind of talked about how at the time, like Lars was um, kind of dabbling in conspiracy theory stuff, and they talk about yeah the New World Order kind of thing uh, on this song. So, I I don't I know mean, I don't know them the the I can't tell the the pro or the con of this one. No, this is the this is this is well. First of all, conspiracy theories back then is were different than conspiracy theories now. I mean, a lot of them still last, but I feel like back then being into conspiracy theories was fun and Mm -hmm. like you could read about them and kind of get into it and then, you know, take some stuff or leave some stuff or just think it's funny or whatever. And there was kind of no harm done. And now it's like every conspiracy theory is like, you know, I don't know. It's a different it's a different group of people. Like I feel like uh Alex Jones has taken all the fun out of conspiracy <laughs> yeah, theories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, no, this song he's saying that the vision is the new world order. He's saying like uh the gov you know, the evil in the world are all uh, you know, kind of uh working together to keep 
basically like the working class divided mm-hmm. because as long as people are divided, they can stay in power. Yeah. So I don't I don't think this is like a problematic mm-hmm. song for that reason. For that reason. There's another reason it's very problematic. Uh, do you know? Do you know about this? The the, the Bouju Banton, Banton. Yeah. yeah. Which I did some reading about that. So, uh, the thing that makes it problematic is at the time that he they recorded this, there he didn't take any hasn't hadn't really taken anything back yet. Yeah, he had a very awful song about uh, killing a gay man. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard it. Didn't read the lyrics. Uh, he recorded it when he was like 17 or 18 and then again when he was like 19 mm-hmm. and then, you know, since then and since this was recorded, he's come out and, and said like, you know, he's taken it off that album yeah. and like, kind of like tried to erase it as much as he could from yeah. his, from his catalog. And, uh, I, I guess was kind of like a part of this movement to, be more accepting of gay people and for Jamaican music. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, it's a bummer. Yeah. Because his verses are really good. <laughs> like, I really like his voice. Um, yeah, this song is, is pretty great. Yeah. It's, it's very fun. It's the exact, like I said earlier, it's the, the exact kind of ska that I like. Mm-hmm. The organ is fucking amazing. Like I, yeah, we could uh, play the organ solo really quick at one twenty nine. I love those drum fills, man. Those like yeah, drum fills. You know, Danny, you should uh, you should listen to some reggae because I, I think the kind of I think the kind of ska you like is actually kind of reggae. It could be, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've always gotta, sworn that I didn't like reggae, but like I am definitely not a. I don't know shit about it, but uh, I have several Trojan Records comps, and mm-hmm. all that Trojan reggae and dub and stuff is like killer. Yeah, and you you would dig it. It's like. This style and the the way Jeff Rosenstock does it on Ska Dream, mm-hmm. those are like the reggae versions or Ska versions I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those drum fills and stuff are are really yeah. good. On and it song. like starts with one too. Oh, as soon as that drum yeah. fill hits, I'm just like yes. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of has those. Uh, Shit, I looked it up on another episode of this, the the scrapey sticks. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, those thingies. <laughs> Little percussion instruments. Yeah. I will say, too, when we, uh, so Cody and I saw Rancid a few years ago at the Boston to Berkeley tour with Dropkick Murphys. Oh, is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. With uh, Dropkick Murphys and Kevin Seconds played a solo acoustic set, which was cool. And the selector, and the selector also right? Played. Selector was tight and Rancid was cool. Did we stay for Dropkick Murphys? We had to because uh, they played before Rancid. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't remember nothing about them. Yep. But my big takeaway from that show is I love the way Rancid plays ska because every ska song was so good. And I was just like, I had my eyes like honed in on the guy playing organ. 
And turns out that guy is from the Interrupters, who I've yeah. not really listened to before. Yeah, me neither. Um, but I always feel like I should. Did they play? Do you remember if they played this song? I don't remember. Um, I don't know if they ever. I don't know. We should. I guess I should look, but I don't know if they play this song live because. 2017. Um, let's see. Radio Roots Radicals Journey in the East Bay. Maxwell Murder. Eleventh Hour Nihilism. East Bay Night. Dead Bodies. Ghost of Chance. Telegraph Avenue. Old Friend. Oh, old Friend. Such a good song. Where I'm Going. Salvation. Blood Clot. Olympia. Washington. It's quite all right, buddy. Fall Back Down. Time Bomb. And Ruby Soho. Hmm. I feel like I remember them playing more of this album, but I. That. I, I feel so. like I remember them playing more Scott. I don't know. Well, they might have Scott it up a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, it was a good show. It was a lot of fun. I definitely uh, thought it was weird when it first came out because it was like the having the reggae vocals come in. Yeah, I was yeah, like, what's yeah. going I didn't on? Understand. <laughs> uh, Let's move on and talk about new dress. My big takeaway from this song, I like this song, I like every song on this album, kind of except for one, is the verses feel like a bridge or like a pre-chorus. Yeah. To me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally. Chorus is great. Really cool, like, breakdown at 134. I want to play a little bit of the first verse just to kind of, like, make my point on that other thing. With the different tribes, religious I don't know. Just feels doesn't feel like a verse to me. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. The uh, this I don't know. This might be my favorite, like of the of the punk, the punkest stuff on this record. Mm. Uh, I think Lars's vocals just like rip. Yeah, so hard. I like the the ah ahs during the mm-hmm. the the chorus, yeah. which is dude from the Slackers. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's cool. This is a cool song. Yeah. (laughs) Agreed. Um, I'm going to play the little breakdown part because I like it a lot. It's funny because I can hear little because I listened to that transplants record mm-hmm. for the first time mm-hmm. recently, and I can hear some of this in that. Yeah, yeah. The song Crane Fist, I feel like. Yeah. Um, there's um, some of that on there because it sounds like Tim is almost rapping at one point. Yeah, there's a little bit of that on this record, which is cool because it's subtle enough that it doesn't sound like you know mm-hmm. somebody trying, trying to, to rap, rap. <laughs> but like yeah it's like oh this is kind of that yeah. like i don't know 
But yeah, I like that. The little, I don't know if I'd really call it a breakdown, but like bridge or it's kind of a, mm-hmm. just a break for the lead lead guitar to kind of do its thing. And there's some cool like layers of feedback behind it. And yeah, yeah lots of really interesting things happening. But yeah, really great song, really fun. And then we have the song Warsaw. That is the vision of the anarchist. What do you have to say about this song, Cody? I have no notes for this song, but that's not to say I don't like it or anything but uh Uh, my note says matt is working overtime let's see if cody likes this (laughs) bass it's fine yeah it's 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 cool this is the song so me and justin would listen to this record a lot in his car Mm. the cd a lot in his car Mm. and this i mean the whole thing really kind of like takes me back there but this song the we used to like crack up so much with how much like Tim slurs the, I should have put the timestamp, but the uh, December 13th, 1981. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah i mean even reading the lyrics that are are maybe the lyrics like i don't it's hard to follow along yeah yeah (laughs) i like the (laughs) i don't know if it's good or not but i like he he does this in a lot of songs where he's like he's having a conversation in the song he's like hey you should bring that louisville (laughs) yeah man on the way (laughs) yes that's true and the yeah, the chorus is like this is one of the dumber songs on the on this <laughs> record, but I like it. I mean, the American baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. Demolish the discotheque. How many blows to this forearm and neck? That's I don't know. That's poetry, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. It's it's. Uh, I guess it's maybe forget. It wouldn't have been in my top five if I picked a top five. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Um, All right, we're one third through this record. But the next song would have been my number one. I think this is my favorite song, Hooligans. Ronson! Tell them. Yeah! Here's a new face of rock and roll. Let's all find it toe to toe. Hot times come! Yeah, the hot times go! I love it. I don't have any notes on it, but I love it. It's great. It's great. Go ahead and... You want to watch the music video? Any... I've never seen the music video. Oh, uh, sure. All right. I used to think they looked so cool. Yeah. How his guitar sounds like steel drums, kind of. Mm-hmm. 
I, I really love how hard they dipped into ska and reggae on this album. Yeah. For having like barely any of it since Abiding essentially. Yeah. Uh, you know why the ska guitar sounds so good? Is because Roddy Byers from the Specials is playing guitar on it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not and know then, that. Uh, I think, I don't know how to pronounce the name, Limble Golding and Neville Staples, mm-hmm. who's also from the Specials, are the ones doing the the Oz. Oh. Which you can, once I knew that, you can hear uh-huh, it. Uh-huh, totally, totally. This music video's not that great. They have several like this, right? Yeah. It's just like... Let's put this filter on it. Yeah. It looks a punk. Filter. Yeah, the rancid filter. See, I wish... I wish the specials were on a video. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is number one. Maybe number two. We'll see. We've got a lot of songs to get through still. I always liked when the guy says, Ronson? Yeah. Ooh, we can watch a video about Lars's signature guitar. It's not as cool looking. No. Oops. I accidentally restarted Oops. it. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, I I like that song a lot. I wouldn't I don't think I'd put it in my top three, but maybe my top five. Okay. okay. But I think I also am annoyed by the term hooligans because then like after this album came out, Rancid had like merch that said like Rancid Hooligans. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a little silly. <clears throat> You're just mad that they didn't go with Moonstompers. That's the one you wanted. Moonstompers, yep. yep. I like the next song a lot, too. Me too. This one is... This is one of the ones where it's like... I was hearing stuff that I had never paid attention to mm-hmm. before. Um, and it's got some like pretty wild like production going on. Yeah. I've got a timestamp, but it's like pretty late in the song. Okay. I don't know. Um, I was just looking at videos real quick looks like they have a music video that uses the same filter just less um harsh (laughs) let's let's check it out for a second at least okay um because sometimes i just like to hear a little bit of the song before i talk about it this one um my first note on this song anyway is uh dixieland ska (laughs) yeah the piano yeah I actually don't know if they're in this one or if this is just a bunch of like weird footage. Oh, there they are. (laughs) 
Is this an official video? I think so. Oh, yeah, it's on there. Actual YouTube. lyrics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the those last few words there. He kind of sings them. It's, mm -hmm. it's nice. Yeah, Tim's got a verse a little bit later on this one. Yeah, that's kind of like the um, transplant sound in Tim. Mm -hmm. are incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> I like this kind of like slow guitar yeah. lead. Reminds me of Ghost Town. Yeah, totally. I do like this music video better than the last one. Yeah. So during Lars's verse coming up is my timestamp, but like there's the echo and you can hear weird screaming. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah. And it, like some of it sounds like echo, but it also just sounds like maybe another yeah, yeah. take under there and yeah that weird jaguar scream that's cool i like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this song's pretty great man yep um That's all my notes yeah. for this one. All right. Next song. I, I don't know how to say it. He says it in the song, but. Yeah, I mean, I think um, in England, there's things like that are spelled this way, mm -hmm. but they never ever pronounce them that yeah. way. They just like skip syllables. So I think it's just Leicester Square. Leicester Square. Okay. I got some hard times to bounce upon the subway. It's a long way to go to get out to Leicester Square. A hard line, so one you gotta cross, the one you gotta cross to get you anywhere. Mike that's on his way to payback syndication. There's other there's other towns that are like they just yeah, like yeah. don't pronounce them the way they're spelled. There's there's another music video with literally the same filter. <laughs> and they're it's them playing it in the in this music video but okay. i'm not gonna play it <laughs> okay but i like the song it's it's not my fave but i do have a couple of timestamps on it yeah this one used to be one of my faves because it uh, the way lars comes in is 
really cool. Yeah. Yes. On, well, when's your first time stamp? 23 seconds. Okay, go for it. This song, and maybe a lot of parts of this record, and I think maybe it's why it resonates with you, there's a lot of clash on here, obviously, um, more so than they've ever had before, but that's some serious Springsteen vibes coming through. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, There was another song that I almost made that note, Mm -hmm. and then I, for some reason, didn't. but, But yeah, there's some Springsteen stuff on here i think for sure yeah there's a lot of uh something i was gonna say and i don't know uh, if this is is true or anyone would agree with me but i feel like uh london calling and life won't wait are equivalent and then like and out come the wolves and self-titled clash are like equivalent like out come the wolves and uh, what did you say? And Outcome the Wolves and uh, self-titled. Clash. Self-titled. Outcome the Wolves is to self-titled as Life Won't Wait is to London Calling. Is that what you're saying? Or are I you saying so. like they're equal records? I think they're the both. They both bands went from a pretty straight-ahead gotcha, record yeah. to something a little weirder. Uh, I read a thing, uh, maybe more than one thing, where people compare this to the Clash record Sandinista, uh, which I haven't really listened to. I have not listened to any Clash beyond... I think generally that one was not well received. Maybe it's gotten like a second life now that a lot of time has gone by but Mm. it's the whole thing is is it's like there's like all kinds of genres mixed in with the clash so Mm -hmm. people people weren't into it and i think that's why people say life won't wait is uh similar to it oh okay okay but anyway uh yeah that part i played was great and then i have something at 150 as well Oh, mine, mine is just uh, 108, and I want to know if this was an intentional nod to no effects. Ooh, let's see. No, 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 no. The nanas? Yeah, you know, leave it alone. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It's like the same. Mm-hmm. It could be. Uh, yeah, label mates. They did, that, they did that split thing. Yeah. Rance, it's better than no effects, obviously. That's but. true. <laughs> Good song, though. This is one that I think you put on uh, a mix. A uh, mix CD. I, I used to have a summer punk, whatever year it was, mix from you. Oh. And it had yeah. this song. And uh, it is mastered way louder than anything else on that record, that <laughs> mix CD. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have mastered it better. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that all you have for that for yeah, this one? I'm, I'm excited to talk about this next one because hopefully you love it because there's horns on it. Backslide. I do love backslide. Last 
Let's take your dreams away One in the crown At the end of the day, it's your life, your loss And you can't turn the clock around I said, oh my God, you're gonna have results I want for you But I miss your shot You'll let yourself get in all kinds of danger Soon enough, you're gonna get cocked Here, hey, a music video with the exact Did they let just do the entire album? I think they did I think they did a ton I think they went back like not when it came out, but I think later in their career, they went back and filmed a ton of these mm. to put on YouTube. They were like ahead of the curve of like yeah, yeah, doing yeah. the like, let's make YouTube content kind of a thing. Uh, play it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to play the demo version. Okay. Well, yeah, I was going to tell you to play the demo version anyways. Okay. Uh, it's good. Uh, but doesn't have the horns if I'm remembering correctly. I thought it did. Let's see. Okay. Demo version. Go oh on. yeah, it does. It does. Um, I have I I've had the demo versions for like years on my computer. Never really listened to them. They're really fucking good, man. They're real good. The piano on this song in particular. Yeah. Well, on all of them, but like I really like this. It just changes the whole feel of the song. It has more of a Springsteen vibe again. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I think, the way the horns come in. Mm-hmm. Tell it to me what he's going for. Um, when I was listening to the demos today, uh, I wasn't expecting to hear California Sun. I haven't heard that since... Uh, oh. I listened to Chef Aid. <laughs> Brad, Brad Logan? Brad Logan, yes. Yeah. And it's Tim it's singing instead of Lars. Oh, for the demo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that song's really good. The, the chef aid version <laughs> other than having those vocals on it or whatever but like that might be my favorite like punk ranted song mm-hmm. i can kind of picture like springsteen singing this with little 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 steven leaning into totally. the microphone doing the i i i totally man <laughs> <laughs> it's a great version of the song for yeah. sure but the horns are better on the yeah. uh, it also kind of reminds me of Hold Steady but that's just because it sounds like Bruce Springsteen <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that song's pretty great that one might be up there for one of my favorites too mm-hmm. yeah cool who would have thought Thought. Who would have thought this album is fucking great? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently us. Apparently us. This song's pretty good. It's one that I remember like when I think of this album, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a music video with no filter on it. Ooh, let's check it out. Okay. 
And Tim with a uh, cute little shirt. I like that shirt he's got on. All right, here we go. Oh, that's right, yeah. They're on the Weezer soundstage. <laughs> I, I did watch this and it's kind of embarrassing. Is it? <laughs> it always looks like Tim Armstrong's mouth is real wet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got a real wet mouth. <laughs> I love the the hit transition into the the actual song mm-hmm. outside of the intro. The song's about Brody, I assume. Uh, I don't know. That's what I saw. I kind of. I feel like I saw that on the internet. Hmm. Well, must be true. Then. Must be true. I don't. I don't know when they started their relationship. Mm-hmm. I assumed it was later, but I don't. I don't know. Why would I know? I don't know, man. I thought you had all the hot goss. No. I thought you were the Ricky Lake of Five Songs or Less. I didn't I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this song does have a reference to Ricky Lake. <laughs> uh, I didn't care about Tim Armstrong's relationships until he dated Pink for a, a minute. <laughs> Did he really? So, maybe. Maybe <laughs> I'm remembering that wrong. He definitely has like a songwriting credit. Interesting. I did not know. Yeah, that. he yeah. <laughs> Is that a clear it guitar? Is a clear guitar. Cool. <laughs> uh, did you ever listen to the Distillers? No. Yeah, I never got into them. I saw them live. Oh, they opened for AFI. Cool. Um, what's going on outside my house? I have a notification. Uh, Benzonado's out there waiting for you. Probably just that fucking fat-ass possum that Mm. comes by all the time. Nice. Uh, There's a demo for this. Oh, yeah. Let me... uh... Hit me with it. Skipping forward. Okay. Yeah. Because I like the piano. Yeah. That sounds so fucking good. I wonder... So I guess uh, they did these demos with the silencers, Mm -hmm. right? So is it pretty much Tim and then a totally different band? Maybe, because, yeah, I don't hear Lars at all on these. Um, Let me see. Right, 
Well, it says Lars is in the band. Okay. And someone named Chris Quilana. It's in the Slackers. Josh Freese. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Lars and Victor from the Slackers. Yeah. So he's playing the piano. Okay. That was my main. I was like wondering if Tim or Lars could play the piano well enough to do <laughs> demos, but no, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, that's cool that Josh Freeze is playing. Yeah. He's on everything, man. Yeah. Oh, there's unofficial uh, vinyl of this. Of the demos? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I have to get... I'll call up Dal and see if he can get it. <laughs> if it's unofficial, he can get it. <laughs> From 2014. Well, only if it's a fan club pressing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, there's only 500 made. What a great demo. What a great demo. Who would have thought that demo was so great? All right. You ready for cash coding and violence? That's Cody's name in the watch together, everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm not that clever. They had Dickie Barrett come in and sing three mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. or four words. Uh, Ooh, the co- demo for this and the and the bass drop mix for this are both good and I'd rather listen to than the actual version of this song. Um, I have <laughs> not heard this bass drop mix. Dude, check it. So, or I can if you... No, I'm on it. I'm on okay. it, Cody. All right. Um, do I have any... No, I only have a note that says Dickie yeah. um, is on it from Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. So what is this bass drop mix all about? Whoa. It's tight. You're making faces like we could we could make one of those reaction videos. <laughs> Cash culture and violence reaction video. <laughs> If everyone can see me right now, yeah, I've just never expected to hear anything like this tonight. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I wish. I don't know much about it. I don't know if they mixed it. It's on like this B sides thing I downloaded. Oh. Is it that C sides and D sides thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it is official then, I guess. Cash 
Cash Culture Revival. And the Discogs doesn't have like any additional credits. So I'm impressed if Tim and Lars did this themselves, but yeah. it seems unlikely. So I've never heard of this before. This is It does, for some reason, remind me of... Um, wait, have you watched Ted Lasso yet? I haven't watched the third, the new ones, but well, yes, I've watched, watched the, the first ones. two. Yeah. Remember the episode where um, they were they were doing the um, the benefit thing, and they were supposed to have like a famous musician show up, but they couldn't, and so um, Ted Lasso went out and got the busker to come and play a song. Kind of, I kind of it remember that. Vaguely <laughs> reminds me of this. For some reason, it doesn't really sound like it, but for some reason, it reminds me of that. There were no horns in there. I mean, I think there's like additional vocal takes and stuff in this, too. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. Cash culture violence. I'm looking, man. I can't find um, any credits. Come on, Reddit. Oh, yeah. There you go. Anybody on Reddit? No. Ghost Town Radio. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> what is... Okay, what is this? Comments on punk, uh, punknews.org. Ooh, perfect. <laughs> Uh, rancid is better than they let people know. Tim liking orange aside, I don't know what that means. The demo from Life on Wayne is really fucking good. The bass drop mix of Cash Coulter and Violence is one of my favorite songs. And if you don't like Jamaican musical influences in any way or punk rock bands experimenting, uh, then you need to take a deep breath and listen to some bland punk core shit. <laughs> oh. Thanks, uh, X Minivan Band It. Oh, Minivan Band It X. <laughs> anyway, right. this is about the time that I stopped taking notes to watch the stupid Blink live stream. So, <laughs> okay, uh, let's get through these to, to say, but these last few cocktails, I don't remember what this song sounds like, so. that this might be one of my favorites too so fucking every time they play a ska <laughs> guitar i'm just like i love it so much yeah it's uh john popper from blues traveler playing harmonica 
No, it's not. It's not. I, I almost believed you for a second. I almost <laughs> believed you. <laughs> Ooh, there's a demo of the wolf. The wolf demo is so good. Okay, let's listen to the wolf demo. Okay. Cocktails, thumbs up. Cocktails, thumbs up. Probably one of my favorite songs, just like every other song on this record. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, God, yes. This one does rule. The hoo-hoos that come in? Yeah. Who is the other vocalist? Is that the Slackers it, guy? No, I think it's Matt Freeman. He's got that. Oh, uh, sure, sure, sure. That's another thing about this album. No Matt songs, which is good. Uh, doesn't he sing on Lady Liberty? Uh, probably. That song sucks, though. That's my. I was wondering if that was going to be the one you didn't <laughs> like. It's my least favorite, too. I mean, I wonder, I wonder if this record is so good because the demo, like, the way they made it was more creative, you know? Mm-hmm. Probably. I, I also wonder if this is the only record they produced themselves because their usual producer... Mr. Like, Gerwitz. Couldn't, ...couldn't hang, or they didn't trust him with this kind of material. Yeah. Or like Tim was like, he's not going to let me get away with singing like this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is like just like a rock and roll song. Yeah. It could be like from the 50s or whatever. I don't. Maybe that's not Matt Freeman. That's I don't. Kinda... <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like having... someone doing an impersonation of uh, dancing. Yeah, they're having fun. They're having is. fun. Is uh, uh, Mr. Gerwitz who usually produces them? That's the guy from Bad Religion, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't like Bad Religion very much. Have you heard enough? I guess that could be an episode. Yeah. I really like some bad religion. Yeah, they're pretty boring. Yeah. I don't think I could convince you to like them. (laughs) They're one of those bands where, like, I had... um, a CD as a kid and so that's why I like it so much yeah you know I had one of their CDs and it was nah I didn't like it which one uh, is it called The Gray Race oh uh, see that's not a good album yeah because uh, I liked that song going for a walk because they played it on the radio yeah. and it was yeah. fast and it was short and I liked it and then uh, I didn't like the record very much you had to have uh, 8085, which was all their uh, 
uh, old material. Yeah, I would probably like that better, but... Or The Album Suffer. The Album Suffer is a fucking masterpiece of that kind of punk. Yeah. Speaking of masterpieces, the song 1998. This song is my favorite song on this album. <laughs> I love this song so much. I love the swears. <laughs> um, there is some good swears in this song. That's really good. Oh, look, I came up with Rancid Interview 1998. It's only a minute and 29 seconds long. We're going to watch it. Okay. I bet it's good. I bet it's good. Here we go. I bet they say something profound. Yeah. And play. Hey! I'm a punk rocker. What do you think a punk rocker is? I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what you think it is. I don't think we... You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm a punk rocker. <laughs> Fuck everybody else. Oh, I'm a big janitor, like my old man. Like, I don't want to be no fucking janitor. All I know how to do is play music and make records. And I don't never want to do anything else inside my whole life except play music. I got no other skills except make records and... No, I've been a punk rocker for a long time. I think I'll be a punk rocker till I die. So if I'm playing reggae or, or whatever, if I'm, you know what I mean? I'll come out punk rock. At bands on the Clash or the Specials are a important influence for Rancid. That will knappas påpekas. But it goes a little deeper than so. The gemensamma nämnaren is a strong kärlek to Jamaicansk music. What are they? Framförallt ska. It's like the punk rock of Jamaica. So it's really like is that from Dance Craze? To relate to I, maybe I don't. Know. That's you know, amazing though. I need to see that you know? video. Yeah. Well, it's you know it's that's exactly it. It's you know it's it's a desperate place you know or whatever. I think it's just more of like when that's your only way out. You know, I mean they don't have. I, I don't know. I never. I didn't really see any colleges down there or anything like that. So or anything like other than music and that's their way that's their trip that's their way out of hell uh do you think lars was the first person on mtv with a face tattoo no way face tattoos were like not a thing until fairly recently i mean like they were a thing obviously but Mm -hmm. like you know Hmm. Uh, where where were we? What were we talking we're, about? We were talking about the song 1998. 1998, that's right. Uh, I was wondering if if uh, that was German, like the subtitles and stuff. I, th- I think it was. If yeah. it is, Nate, what did they say? Oh, yeah. Uh, the song 1998, I don't have any notes on it. I uh, bowed out of taking notes around the song Cocktails as well. Yeah. Um, um, I, I started, I just didn't write anything down. Like I was trying to figure out what exactly he was the song is a, I mean, uh, the lyrics are obvious what it's about, but it starts with White White Stones, Queens, 1974. Mm-hmm. That's where Dee Dee Ramone is from. So I don't know if this is maybe a song from Dee Dee's perspective, possibly. Mm-hmm. I know they were like friends or whatever, but it also references Sid. So it's probably just about Sid Vicious, I guess. But, yeah. Um, it could be about or, him. Or both. I had her, I feel like I read something that it had maybe was about, the guy from Degeneration, that band. Oh yeah, because didn't he write 
on it. Yeah, uh, Howie Pyro wrote. Yeah, if that's him, it seems like it's about uh, homelessness or being living on the streets, things of that nature. Anyway, it's really good. Uh, same fucking shit. 1998 is a line that's like forever stuck in my head. Same fucking shit. 1998. For sure. This song is great. Um, they don't have a music video for it. Dang. Apparently. Um, or maybe I'm not scrolling enough. It's it's weird to name your song a year because uh, all it's showing me is a bunch of like Rancid Live 1998. Oh, right, right, right. Which is cool, but that's not what mm-hmm. we're looking for. Um, aside from when we saw them, have you ever seen them before? Uh, no. Me neither. I re- kind I of at Warped Tour, it. but I was really far away and I was kind of like not into Rancid anymore at that point. Oh, dang. And so I watched a little bit and then walked off. I know they played at like UC Davis with like the specials yeah. and, a- and AFI and it's like one of those shows mm-hmm. I super regret not going to because I would have blew my mind at the time. Yeah. But it's not like I, I don't, didn't have the money or a way to get there. Mm-hmm. I Tim Jones went. Oh, cool. I guess I could have rode, rode with him. Yeah. Good old Timmy. Next song is called Labor, Lady Liberty. It's like rockabilly-ish and it's not good. Yeah. No cool videos. Yeah. The lyrics aren't uh, problematic or anything, but sure. I agree. This is my least favorite song on the record. Play it for just a second because I'm trying to remember. I do feel like Matt sings on it, but maybe it's just Lars. I feel like it's just Lars, but... Ugh. I heard a second of it. <laughs> Not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's. I don't know. I I always uh, associated it with Matt Freeman because it was like rockabilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's enough of that. <laughs> I mean, it's neat that they were through a. Like rockabilly song yeah, on this yeah. record. But the next song is real great. Uh, Wrongful Suspicion. There's a, yeah. a demo version of it, I think. There's a live in the living room version. Ooh. Let's watch that live. Well, is there a demo I version? I thought there was. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe I'm mis- misremembering. No, let's watch that living room version. Okay, here we go. Rancid live in the living room. One, two, one, two, three, four. Ooh. With horns and everything. That's cool. <laughs> Everyone claps as Tim walks in. Yeah. Oh, nice. I know. Oh man, somebody playing piano back there. Yeah, this weird. is cool. I wish that filter wasn't on. Me too. <laughs> Can we do? What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? 
Maybe I should listen to some slackers. It's been a long time. I know. Time I was, as I was listening to this record, I was like, I should go back and listen to all that Hellcat mm-hmm. stuff that I wasn't into at the time because I bet you I would like it. Yeah. I tried to listen to the first Hippos record and it's not on Apple Music. How dare them? So I listened to the the third record and I remembered, oh yeah, this isn't very good. Uh, it's pretty good. It's right? fine. That that's the one that's less ska. It, though, there's right? no ska on it. It's like power pop. It's very power pop. It's fine. It's it's just not what I want to hear when I hear the hippos. Yeah. Man, I really dig this version. What is that horn? It's a, it's a trombone. But he's playing it like a trumpet. He was, he was doing little finger things. I'll go back. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. It's a trombone pit. <laughs> a trombone. Trombone. Ew. Huh. Yeah, getting crazy. That's right. On the trombone. This is really cool. I wonder if they have other videos in the living room. Let's just look up Rancid. Oh yeah, they can play Tenderloin in the living room. She's automatic? On a night like this? I don't know what this What do you think of the, you know, the album version of this song? This was, uh, I always got a kick out of the little shout out part that he does. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm into it. I like, I like yeah. the little shout out part. I was just talking about, I, about those with Lush the, the a few episodes uh, ago. I like it because it's the shout outs he gives are a bunch of bands and like some of them are like bands everybody knows and then some of it is like i don't know who's simon and the bar sinisters and nine lives and his new band under the gun oh yeah i don't know but it is funny that he says marky ramon and their intruders yeah hey, marky go get your fucking shine box <laughs> yeah that song's great yeah i i really i like that what can we do refrain mm-hmm. that they do mm-hmm. that is very cool i really liked that um version we just listened to yeah that was the living room version for the next song turntable there is tim time bomb and friends playing turntable hmm. if you want to listen to that uh if you want oh if i want i see how it is I mean, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Whatever, man. 
Have you listened to much of this stuff? The Tim Time. No, I've not listened to any of it. It's good. Yeah. It's all. It's all. Basically, like the Scott song can be like on this record. Okay. It's all piano heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Interesting. Ooh, good drum sound. <laughs> yeah, this song's good. Yeah. I'm into it. It's pretty good. I always thought the you're the one smoking dust line was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the one smoking dust. So the next song uh, is, the title of the next song was actually inspired by uh, the Aerosmith song, Living on the Edge. Really? <laughs> yeah, because um, the opening line to that song is, there's something wrong in the world today. They don't know what it is. I don't think it was actually inspired by that. I was, I was very confused, <laughs> but I'm mostly just confused about your Aerosmith knowledge, I guess. But I guess that I guess that was a hit. I listened to that album a lot, man. Get a grip. Get a grip. I got a grip on those udders. Yep. Um, something in the world today is the next song on this album, and it's pretty this sounds, decent. This one sounds the most to me like an Outcome the Wolf song. Yes, maybe. yes, it's good. It's I don't, fine. I don't it's love it. I don't my hate it. Second least favorite. Yeah, but yeah. it's fine. I don't think I skip it. Yeah, I don't skip anything. I don't even skip Lady Liberty. I just kind of tune yeah. out. When we talked before about, and you kind of made the joke like, oh, maybe it's just a front-loaded album, because you're talking about how every song was good. Uh-huh. And I said, no, I think it's a back-loaded album. It's not necessarily true, but I think these last two songs are kind of like tip the scales yeah. towards the end of the album, because they're so good. Yeah. I still feel like it's a little front-loaded the problem yeah. with Rancid is their albums are too fucking long. Yeah. Every Rancid album has like 20 songs at least. I know. Chill I out, know. dudes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think it's actually backloaded. I'm just saying like these last two songs are so good that it gives They're... the impression that the end of the album is better than the beginning of the album because when you're listening to it, it makes you forget about how good the beginning was. Yeah, yeah. The last song in particular... <laughs> Uh, we're not sure. we're not there yet, but this one's uh, Corazon del Oro. It's over before it starts. 
podcast or no not this not that podcast but the the first podcast i listened to they were talking about how tim has musical theater energy or something like that sometimes uh i mean i don't see it except for on this song because they were were referring to the song radio radio uh or i guess it's just called radio yeah but that one, and I heard that song today too, and I was thinking of that, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess it kind of does. The intro to this song, I can definitely uh, see him like sitting at a piano with a spotlight on <laughs> yeah, him or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I get this song and um, fucking who would have thought kind of mixed up. Yeah, they're yeah. They have similar sentiments. Ooh, there's a bass drop mix of coppers too. Oh, dang, really? Yeah. I don't think I know that one. That's... we got to hear that all right. or I'll listen to it. Last yeah. song, everybody. We've made it. It's only been two hours. <laughs> um, fucking Coppers. Coppers bass drop mix. Ready? Three, two, one. Boom! Tim playing the harmonica. Oh, it's like a video. Yeah. Some roughhousing in the background. Hey, settle down, guys. Yeah. This isn't your house. I want like at least an EP of this. Of these like remixes. These like bass drop mixes. Yeah. I'm gonna just type rancid bass drop mix. See if there's any extras. Like it's just these two. I wonder if so. The vote, the there's uh, this is uh, Dr. Israel uh, is on this track, so I wonder. And he's like, from the research I did, it seems like he's more of a producer mm-hmm. than like a he doesn't have like his own records, so I wonder if these are his work. This rules. I love it. Yeah. I also love the original version of this song, the album version. It's a great fucking closer. Yeah. Like you can tell it's the end of the record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really want to. 
hear this really loud. Yeah, yeah. I like that video that was at the beginning. I wish it was still like studio footage or something, you know? Yeah. Who uh, uploaded this? This is um, Rancid Rares. Please to come dance hall next. I'm against it. Ramon's cover. Cheat clash cover. I think that we should, because uh, things to come. I want to say is the. Well, let me check before I say this, but I think that is the. Yeah, that's the Japanese bonus track. Oh, I've never heard that before. But I've. I don't know if I've heard the. Uh, the dance hall mix but i bet it's good yeah okay we're gonna play the dance hall mix of things to come right now i love it already <laughs> okay i think this is the only version i have heard i think it's oh maybe it's just it's just this but it's does it's a dance hall sounding track this is cool. Well, after 25 years, this album still fucking rules. Now more than ever. Now more than ever. It is my favorite Rancid album now. I think I yeah. can I can put and outcome the wolves being my favorite to bed. <laughs> um, it is I mean that's a great album too, but this one just has so much to like sink your teeth into, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um uh, I guess out of uh, what came out of this is you need to make me like a Trojan playlist and I need to make yeah. you a bad religion playlist. <laughs> One is going to be so much better than the other, but... I know, Bad Religion is great. <laughs> um, I, I actually would really like... I don't know if, like, one album, one artist, or just, like, a, you know, a smattering no, I, of... I think the way to do... I mean, I could make you a playlist, but my playlist would just be songs from these Trojan collections because they're all you know the early stuff was all 45 so yeah, yeah. Um, I'll send you some stuff to listen to okay okay <laughs> yeah maybe I'll check out that Tim Time Bomb album too yeah um uh Life Won't Wait 5 out of 5 that's yeah yeah I think it you know uh Probably like, you know, definitely in like the top ten best punk albums of yeah. the '90s. Yeah, for and sure. And then like you could argue like probably the best like main mainstream punk album if mm -hmm. that's like a thing. Like, you know, it's I think it's better than pretty much anything else that was like on the radio. It's definitely more interesting. Not not that it was on the radio that much but mm -hmm. um, yeah it's just uh, yeah 
way more interesting. Yeah. Good, good way to say that. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this with me, Cody. Yeah, any any anytime. I like having the song play us out. That's cool. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Bye bye.